0: Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp podcast. I am Ted Clark, joined as always by Ronnie Martin and Barnabas Piper. Uh, boys, we have uh, we have some business to take care of. And uh, Pipe, I want you to launch right into your promo read. We were just talking off the air about um just the money that's coming our way and uh in the business and and lest we get bogged down in the in the dollars and cents of this thing boys as we approach the holiday season i want us to just take a moment big r you and me to reflect on how thankful we are for pipe doing these promo reads man Mm. what a wonderful job he does so i feel like right now is an occasion to do that so pipe take it away
1: well, yeah, I mean, it's a good thing we moved into this because as it, it's easy for our imaginations to run away with us when we think of all the things we could do mm. with the, the, the fat stacks of cash we got. So, yes, yeah, so let's by all means, let's get into a book about being a pastor because that'll okay. that'll redirect I'll our bring attention back
0: down to earth. Won't
1: That's right. That'll it'll mm. recenter us, as they say. So uh, our sponsor this week is b Publishers and the book Mi Casa Uptown, which is a, as for those of you who know a little Espanol, that, uh, that means my house, uh, Uptown. And it's by Rich Perez, who's a pastor in Washington Heights in New York, which is just north of Harlem. And it's a, it's a really interesting book because basically he's looking, kind of telling the story of his life growing up in the neighborhood and then planting a church in the neighborhood, which is a hard thing to do because that means that his neighborhood has seen him at his worst in his teenage years, because that's when we were most most of us were at our worst in our teenage years. And then having God change his life and now moving into a pastor position, but it's not it's not just about church planting. It's really about how we can learn to love the place that we are most familiar with, instead of familiarity being um, something that makes us uh, apathetic or contemptuous or any of those kinds of things. I was really interested in this for a couple reasons. One is because I never want to move back to Minneapolis where I grew up. I love it. I have a lot of nostalgia, but I think trying to go and live in the shadow of where I grew up would be really challenging. So to have a book like this was one that I was like, huh, that's uh, I should take a look at that. That's an interesting idea. And then the second thing is because I had a chance to meet rich at a conference we were at uh, this past summer and he is as genuine and humble and dynamic a person as you could Mm -hmm. hope. And so this is this is not one of those books from somebody who we kind of throw out at you, but somebody who I can vouch for his quality as a pastor, as a speaker. And then as a person, he was there with his wife. So I got to meet her. She's also an exceptional person. So the book is Mikasa Uptown. It's available now. So get it wherever you like to buy books uh, as as a faithful employee of Lifeway, I'm going to say you can get it at lifeway.com, but also get it at Amazon, get it at CBD, get it at Barnes and Noble, get it wherever you like to get books.
0: I feel like they should get it at Lifeway. Pipe is a is out of loyalty to you. Right.
1: I mean, out of loyalty to me. I mean, I it's not like I get a cut. In fact, if you went and found any of my Amazon links and then you bought it, I would actually make more from that. But as a uh, out of loyalty to me in spirit, you can go to LifeWay. Nice of you to just drop that
2: in there like that pipe. We appreciate it.
1: Well, that's that. how it works. I mean, it, what's funny is, I so I post all sorts of links from Amazon online, you know, get this Kindle deal, get that Kindle deal. And people get offended, some people get offended when they find out that I make like four cents per book that is bought through those links. How dare you, you charlatan. I know. I, I just want to go back and think, did you really think I was doing this out of the goodness of my heart? Dude, I didn't even and know this, you made
2: four cents, Pipe. I mean, that, that feels that feels mildly impressive to me. I didn't know there was even four cents. Pipe, between
0: that and the podcast, are you quitting your job at Lifeways? Oh, exactly. We, That's what I'm talking status? about. I'm working on it. I,
1: I, here's the thing. I need to get to the level where I can take advantage of the new uh, Republican tax cuts for the rich. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm almost there. Once I can get the tax the tax cuts uh, or the 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 tax advantages for like private jets that they're talking about, Ooh. that's when I can quit my job. I'm not quite there though.
2: Take no. your blood money, pipe. Oh, hey, Big <sighs> T. It looks like what? It's not enough money off the ramp. Pipe needs a little bit more cashier to to float mm. his boat. You know, I mean, what do we? To, to to no he Plane. plane. Got to get that four cents per book. Oh my I want gosh. Plane. Oh my gosh.
0: Boat. You're a plane guy, pipe. If you could, if you could have any like extravagant purchase, like rich guy thing, it would be a plane.
1: I, you know, a private jet would be pretty amazing. I mean, imagine this, like you're just, you're sitting at home one morning and you're like, ugh, it's 85 degrees in November in Tennessee. This blows. And you're like, you know what? I can fly to Aspen. Yeah, man. And so Mm. you do. That would be pretty incredible. You can't do it on a boat. Can't do it in a Tesla.
2: Pipe, you can always, I'd you know, like the, you know, the Happy Rant jet is available to all, th- all three of us, dude. You can you can grab that thing whenever you want, man, as long as we're not in it. I, I just,
1: you know, I always feel bad just in case one of you was to have the whim to fly to one of your, I you know, know your, your Mid-America specials yeah, um, to the Hyatt places in, you know, I don't know, Toledo or something.
0: Now, Pipe, we, we talked about, like, white dreadlock, white guilt last right. week. Would you, you have any, like, attendant white guilt if you if you made enough to buy a a jet a private jet and you had one would you really be able to enjoy it or would you feel like miserable about enjoying it
1: oh I, but i mean isn't that isn't that isn't that part of the pleasure of being a rich christian is like the misery of enjoying being ri- a rich christian <laughs> absolutely and the guilt and the conflictedness yeah. and like, i mean it, it's it's like it's, it's part of the holistic experience of being a wealthy american christian absolutely. is is, is hating yourself,
0: yourself for indulgence. Yeah, yeah. exactly exactly Big R, what about you? Rich guy, indulgent purchase. This isn't one of the official topics. I'm going. I'm going off book here. You're going us. rogue,
2: man. You're going rogue one on this one, man. You like rogue the nation. Little, yeah. Little uh, Star Wars. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know, man. I mean, I think uh, a boat, a plane. I-, I think I'd go for a house. A, a house somewhere like nice. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd do a house. Like I do a. I do like a cabin in some like exotic like mountain <clears throat> ski resort area. I
0: think I would. Ooh. do. I know. You know what I heard? I heard Trogues would drove by. He would drive by it, but not stop.
2: <laughs> Trogues would come right <laughs> up to the door, up, peek in, and just wait. hurry and scurry into his car and drive the other way as fast as he can. But here's so the thing: if you can call get you that house,
0: later, ask you about real estate in the neighborhood. Absolutely. Yeah. Constantly. If,
2: yeah. if you can
1: get that house, you can also get the security that will keep away such riffraff. So that's, that's, true. that's you're, true. You're safe. Don't worry.
2: Yeah, I know, but it doesn't matter anyway. Like when we're talking about tropes, that doesn't matter anyway, right? Mm. Yes. Boys, you know what I would
0: buy? I would buy a coffee plantation so that I could walk through the groves and and inspect the coffee beans that are uh, roasted and packaged by Ligaris Roasters each and every week. Um, Ligaris Roasters is the official coffee supplier of the Happy Ramp Podcast. Uh, If you haven't done so already, run, don't walk to happyramppodcast.com. Uh, purchase a bag of fresh Lagarce Roasters Happy Rant Signature Blend, and you will be glad that you did. Um, so, boys, I, I would just become more of a coffee tycoon than I am now, and I feel like mm. the private jet would come in time. You know, because um, I would have to, I would have to have a way to get to the coffee plantation. And,
1: mm. um, you know, well, if if Hector keeps selling coffee the way that he is right now, the uh, a jet would be in your future, probably a very near future.
0: Might be a timeshare between me and Heck, but that's okay. I mean, we can sit down with a calendar at the beginning of the year and kind of suss out who gets what week with the jet. I mean, that's that's fine. We can timeshare a jet. I mean, is that like is, is that that's is that a, a thing?
2: thing? Oh. We can all go in. Oh if wow! The three of us went in. We should look in on that. We go
1: in on the jet. Go in on the jet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and if you, if you happen to want it on like the same weekend, you just sort of find the, you find the itinerary that drops, drops one person at their luxurious location and then, and then just hops onto the next luxurious
2: location and everybody wins. Yeah, I can just see it now. Babe, no, hand me that bill. That's, that's not yours. That's mine. That's, that's the timeshare for the jet. Don't worry
0: about it. We'll chat about that later. All right. So, so here's the question. What. What Christian celebrities would you would you most and least want to have a private jet timeshare? Oh, Judas Priest, yeah. Uh, I'm well, based that, on based
1: on Jared C's travel schedule, according to Instagram, I would not mm. want to share a jet with him because he would be hogging
0: that oh, son of so a gun. So much speaking pipe, so in demand. Jared C He's a celebrity. Jared C, yeah, yeah, he is. I, I would I would share one with Jared C, and I would paint a huge blue check onto the side. <laughs> It's the only one he's got. Exactly.
2: Exactly. I think I would just name the jet just Blue Check. Blue. Jet Blue. <laughs> jet
0: Blue.
2: Jet Blue. And the pilot would be
0: like, hey, this is uh, Blue Check uh, 419er approach. Uh, it's the call sign. Yeah, yeah. It's the call Blue sign Jack. is like 1180 BC <laughs> Blue Check. ten
2: ten 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 What, what, if you shared one with
1: Carl Lentz, what would, what would, uh, I feel like there would, I feel like there would be an arm wrestling of, of, for like decor and the odor of the plane. So Ted, what I feel like you may have some thoughts on this. If Carl Lentz was to be your jet timeshare buddy, when you got on the plane, what would make you just sort of throw your bags down and be like, are you serious? He did this. What would be that thing?
0: I'm laying shirtless all over the upholstery.
2: It would just smell. The whole thing would just be, would just be wafting with like cologne. Like spray it would smell like tan. like
0: hair wax and Axe body spray. <laughs> I would have to get. It oh, he got spray tan on the leather again. Yeah, exactly. There'd be spray tan all over the place. That'd be it'd be awful. But I'll tell you, what'd be nice about sharing a jet with Carl Lentz. would be no seatbelts. He would he would pay for most of it. I'd send the bill to Carl Lentz most more often than not. Yeah, your timeshare'd be like a ninety ten split, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? I'd be willing to overlook a lot of spray tanner and, and Axe body spray in order to get that 90-10 split. So, Carl, if you're listening, I know you are. Um, call me. Call my people. Maybe we can work something out. That's all I'm saying. Pipe, what about you? Who are you sharing a jet with? Oh, man. Who, am I, who would I choose to share it with? Hmm. I
1: think I would share it with somebody who had such overwhelming guilt at the wealth that they would simply never use it. So it would basically be mine, <laughs> like my dad, for example. Like if perfect, he'd be yeah. he'd be the perfect timeshare because he'd he'd be like, no, I'm I'm flying Delta coach class, and I'm I'm gonna go use the private jet. Um, and he can be wartime lifestyle, and I will be uh, whatever. Private jet like Delta
0: coach is worse than wartime lifestyle. That's like, <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. You, you'd rather sit in like one of those jump seats in the back of a B twenty seven
0: bomber, exactly. Wear a helmet and have that like netting next to you than sit in <laughs> Delta coach. You you are right though. That would be, your dad would be the perfect like jet you know timeshare companion because of the the. The guilt situation, or
1: somebody like Eugene Peterson, who just never travels. You know, they're they're so intent on on what they do that you know their names on it. They have plenty of money to pay for their portion, and you just get free. You just get to use it freely.
0: I tell you, who travels a lot is one Ron Martin. I wouldn't want to share with him. No, that would be not? a challenge. He's going to Louisville every two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least <laughs> at least
1: running. everywhere he flies is on the way to somewhere else, though. Right. So it's like ah, just a quick hop. We'll just You'd be we'll like, drop you Ron can Ron come Louisville. as long as you
0: want to come to Louisville. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah big r what's what's on the yeah. travel sketch next man where are you going dude i'm uh i'm free i'm free
2: until jan Whoa. where i uh, head over to head over to california for a little while and uh so yeah I'm, I'm not doing i don't i don't travel in december it goes along with my my christmas it's gonna year. be tough baby Do you'll no have to get time. to know the house again and kind of get to, I mean, i'm gonna right. have to get to know the house get to know ashtown a little bit better yeah this particular
0: season but i do that every year so that's mm. how
2: i get to know my town in december I your parishioners
0: really they get to see you a lot in december
2: they actually get to see me i actually do this thing called preaching i preach a little bit you preach open a my mouth I, in
0: series in december and it feels like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the longest series i do all year just four week wow. series for advent that's right enjoy i love it i love it well that's uh that segues perfectly into our first topic and this is uh this is akin to the uh who would you share a timeshare a jet with in that um, it's who would you invite to your ideal Thanksgiving dinner? So three people, um, that you would want around the table for like optimal conversation entertainments. Now this is, this is a big, art topic. So are these people living or dead? We can go back into history or we're going current people.
2: Baby, you can do whatever you want. My, my whole thought with this quest was, um, like what would be something where you could kind of like just sort of sit back and like enjoy the dialogue whether you want to, whether you want to engage in it or not, like what would, what would give you the biggest kick, Mm. you know, Mm. on a Thanksgiving, you know, there's nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. They're just coming over. You got nothing to gain or lose from, it, but it might be kind of funny or fun just to hear them all riffing. Fascinating.
0: Together. Big R, I want you to go first. This was your, this was your deal. So I want you to lay, lay some on us. Three people. For Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. I, so I don't, you know, I'm, I'm going a little more like I'm, I'm kind of keeping this a little more tribal in some ways, but then, so I'm keeping it a little more like, you know, theologian based. I think it would be super funny. Like if I could get like, say, you know, if I could get like, say, Matt Chandler, mm-hmm. like Rob Bell and like Carl Lent, somebody like in between those two guys, you know, like sitting yeah. around the table together and then just casually yeah. drop some like really like, you know, like hot button, like theological topics and just, and just say, Hey boys, I I need you to be really honest right now about what you're about to say when I drop a topic on the table and, um, Mm. and just see where they all go with it and just see how, just see how all the politeness eventually just like just runs thin and goes out the door. And what it eventually turns into is just a horrible Thanksgiving, which is what, you know. Typically, what's going to happen around the table anyway in, four, in you know, two days? Absolutely. But I would love to hear them with like nothing to lose. Like they're gonna they're gonna walk out of the house. They're never gonna see each other again. So there's so they can feel free. And I
0: would love to hear I would love to hear the dialogue. Now I've got a practical question for you concerning the menu. So what is what does Robbie B eat at Thanksgiving? I'm sure he doesn't eat meat. So you'd have to provide a little a little To-ferky. tofu. A little- absolutely i mean
2: i'll just we'll bring in oprah's chef and we'll just see we'll see what he wants yeah you gotta gotta think
0: that through because you can't get a tofurkey in ashland no
2: we'll work it out absolutely
0: you're gonna have to drive to columbus for that so yeah
2: no i know i know we'll fedex in a tofurkey and uh you know we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it upright. And I know Carl Lentz will probably have his his personal assistant and his personal uh, trainer with him. So we'll we'll figure out what they need. And uh, Chandler will just be there by himself, slightly peeved, and uh, we'll, we'll, whatever he needs, we'll do that, and it'll be great.
0: Dude, Lindsy's doing he's doing whole whole sixty probably with you, so you guys can get screw.
2: Lindsay might be doing a whole three zero with me. I mean, let's let's be honest about that. That may be true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So no, no mashed potatoes for the for the two. Of no. You.
2: Yeah. No. Uh, no
0: potatoes for. Uh, no. We can have potatoes, baby. We we can still have potatoes. We just you know.
2: Dude, of all those a,
0: people, which which of their wives do you think Big M would get along the best with? Um, D. A. Carson's wife. Well, uh, obviously, no, I'm
2: kidding. <laughs> uh <laughs> dude uh I dude I really don't know it would probably be like Robbie B's it'd probably be a shocker right mm. like Robbie b's wife would probably like she'd probably like get up from the table at one point grab big m take her to the hallway and go you know all of this is just a bunch of nonsense and I don't even agree with anything they're saying including my husband Robbie B you know like I feel like she would come to the table with some of that kind I of bet
0: stuff. she's the cool yeah. one like she's probably some cool like down- to earth midwestern chick that he met at college or whatever I, I bet you yeah pretty cool
1: who, who yeah who regularly stands off to the side and rolls her eyes when he goes on one of his like making up hebrew words riffs exactly yeah she's like oh rob's doing it again
2: she's like i don't know what anybody's talking about i read my tim keller devotional every morning like i don't know what this dude's been on about now for 10 years. you know that much probably her dude that'd be incredible if
0: she read a timmy k devotional mrs b yeah
2: and mrs b is
0: what we'll call her yeah i love it i love it pipe what about you three people for thanksgiving dinner
1: well, the first thing that came to mind was to get Jared C and his two best friends, the other Jared and Carl Wentz in a room. Yes. Because, oh. because I want to know if, uh, if Twitter fisticuffs Jared C is equally as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Strident across, across a table laden with, you know, sweet potatoes and turkey and whatever other crap, people you at Thanksgiving. know, the
2: answer to that question. Of
1: course yes. I know the answer, but I want to see it in person. I want to see the shrinking violet.
2: That's what yes. I want
1: to see. Oh. But uh, <clears throat> the other thing is I think those other two would just be amusing to watch at, at Thanksgiving. I feel like that would, that would be entertaining Dude, to me. Like, so
0: J a r r i d and Carl Lintz share some, some qualities. Like I feel like they're, they're essentially on the same trajectory. Am I wrong about that? I think
1: I think the other Jared uh, wants to be Carl Lens when he grows up. Yeah, Exactly, that's what I'm oh, saying. Dude. Is mm-hmm.
2: that really is that a fact, Pipe? Is that the well, vibe? I mean,
1: is it a fa- is anything we say on here a fact? I thought we covered that a couple episodes ago. Oh, sorry, I, um, I, I
2: went into dangerous territory.
1: Just kid. Don't don't fact check this. Thing. Sorry,
0: I just said the F word, everybody. forgive me. <laughs> Three is a tough number, Pipe, because I the the dynamic that I'm sensing at your house is going to be. Carl Lentz and Jared with an eye, like, kind of pairing off and, and talking about fashion, talking about their workouts. Um, and you're going to be stuck kind of entertaining Jared C. So as long as you're okay with that, like, I, I feel like, you know, it'd be fine. I mean, thank God for football, right? But yeah. You can flip on the Vikings and uh, you and you. And he'll just be tweeting everything you say for the next three hours. Is he I think a I lot mean, about football?
2: Uh, just a tad. You know, Patriots games. Okay. <laughs> Just, just I would say, what would you say, Pipe? Maybe two, three hundred tweets per game, just minimum. Nothing big, nothing well, yeah, I mean, it's
1: it's only once a week for three hours that he tweets about football. But it's, you know, it's rigorously during those three hours. Interesting. I think another fun combination would be to get Ronnie, Trogues, and you, Ted. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: poor Trogues.
0: Oh, boy. Poor <laughs> Trogues. Oh, that would I'm just, that would just, just that be that a disaster. I can't make it. Dude. That'd be incredible. You know what? And in true awkward family fashion, I would confront trogues about why I'm the only like evangelical who's ever published a book who hasn't been on his podcast. I, I would. Oh, I would absolutely. I would choose Thanksgiving to make that confrontation, and it would yeah. stop the room. You you would hear like forks clanging against against plates really awkwardly.
2: Would and then somebody
0: like... there'd be a pause. Yeah, and somebody would be like, "Mmm, this this turkey is delicious." <laughs> exactly.
2: Baby, it's kind of like live in Louisville when you didn't get any—you didn't get any garb, man. I mean, there's like something about that, baby. I don't know what it
0: is. Actually, it's not like that at all. You just wanted to mention that—that <laughs> oh, okay. was—that was the clunkiest radio segue ever. It reminds me of that time when I got stuff and you didn't. <laughs> Ted, who would who would you invite if you could invite
1: three people? Oh man, that's a great question. Maybe you should pick famous people who who people actually care about because Ronnie and I
0: fell down on the job when it came to that. Pretty much. Well, dude, my problem is pipe. I'm thinking about football people, and and our listeners hate sports clearly. So if you want to just, well, we, I mean, we did get a request at Live in Louisville for more sports episodes. Although we also get
1: complaints, so I think it's I think it's a bit of a uh, divided household on that front. So I think you're safe to mention sports because we haven't mentioned any yet.
0: Yeah, I feel like wow. okay, oh, pipe, so- that was a stretch pipe, but yeah, carry on, G. I would go. I would go. Bill Belichick, John Gruden, and Brad Pitt. John Gruden is he yeah. related to Wayne?
2: I mean, who is this guy? <laughs> no, no, not at all
0: related to Wayne. Although that would be fascinating if he was systematic football, two football I mean, coaches and an, and an actor. I'd, I just feel like it'd be it'd be interesting conversation because of Moneyball. Yeah, because of Moneyball. And <laughs> I feel like Brad would be a lively conversationalist. Really? Also so I have a, He strikes me I have a man He strikes me as somebody who's only lively on screen. Ah, that could be. Hmm. That could be. At least I'd know though. You know, I could I could put I could put the speculation to rest. Okay, let's let's uh
1: let's revise the question. Three people from Hollywood. So three actors and or actresses you would invite. Cuz uh the 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 Brad Pitt one got me thinking about who would actually be fun from Hollywood. Who would actually be
0: fun from Hollywood actors or actresses? Oh, uh, gosh. I mean including if you take away all the actors who have like sexually assaulted someone, you know, within the last that year, we're aware that of, that leaves right. like four actors. So, um, I don't know who those four actors are. Is the problem? I mean, as far as we know, Brad
1: Pitt has not. I mean, there's no yeah. allegations that I'm aware of. So he's you could he could still be on your list, dude. How, how just about this, man? I'm going to go
0: with all my man crushes. All right, all which, right. Which would be an intimidating room to be in, pipe. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, no kidding. Brad Pitt. Um, Oh gosh. Chris Hemsworth. All right. Uh huh. Brad Pitt, Chris Hemsworth, and uh, this guy, Jason Momoa. He's the new Aquaman. And he was in Game of Thrones, which I never watched, obviously, but Oh, he's hmm. like the he he looks like a a real life like Viking or something. Like long hair, big beard. If I could have the look of any like existing person currently, it would be him. Like I would want to look like that. Uh, Wow. Yeah, which I, I think it would be an all dudes Thanksgiving dinner because I wouldn't let my wife in the room with any of the. <laughs> that seems that's, that seems wise. Yeah, exactly. So my, my wife and kids would be on their own for Thanksgiving, which creates sort of an awkward <laughs> dynamic in, in my family. It's a bit awkward. Yeah, it
1: really. I yeah. mean, it could be like one of those friends giving. You do it on like the Wednesday before or something, and yeah. so it's you know you're not you're not uh, sacrificing your family exactly. for for handsome devils. Friends
0: giving with, uh, yeah. with with with. Brad Pitt, Jason Momoa, and uh, and Chris Hemsworth. What about you, Pipe? Three from Hollywood. Well, I, I think I think I would I would steal
1: one of yours. So it it could he could have a busy Friendsgiving day. Um, it would be Chris Hemsworth, Matt Damon, and probably Mark Wahlberg. Ooh, Mark Wahlberg. Wow. Because in terms in terms of people who every time I've ever seen them on on screen in a non acting capacity, they just seem really funny and likable. Those three. Like I, f- I feel like I could just sit back and they would tell stories and make me laugh the whole time. Yeah. And and they're they're all very good looking
2: men. They are.
0: They really are.
2: Wow. Wow. Ryan? They are Hollywood? Yeah, I'm gonna roll with this one, man. I'm gonna go with Michael Sarah.
0: Okay. Uh, dude, the the original Will. scrawny hipster. I love that. You guys could Michael Michael Sarah, Will Farrell, and George W. Bush. Ooh. Dude, I was just I at just a think dinner that- thing with George W. Bush, meaning that I was in a room full of like 2,000 other people, and he was hilarious. Yeah, that's. I just think it would be – that combination to me would be – Plus,
1: Will Ferrell could do his Bush impression with Bush at the
2: table. It would just be so funny, man, just to see what might pop out of that one. Ferrell would be a great dinner companion. Just awkward Sarah, like, (laughs) sitting there not knowing what to say because he's still angry at, like, GW. And, like, you'd have Ferrell sitting there going, yeah, I'm not really mad about anything. I'm just wondering when the food's going to get here, but I – I should probably start, you know, being funny a little bit, and then, then GW is probably going to
0: be the funniest guy out of the three, but nobody's expecting that. Now, you know who I mean? do you think would have on more jackets yeah. between you and Michael Sarah? Oh, dude, more layers. I mean, more jackets. Yeah, more I mean, he's he's skinnier, so probably him. He's so, scrawnier. Yeah, yeah, he is. Call me that again. <laughs> you put the Ronnie in Scrawny. <laughs> Say it again, baby. You put the Ronnie in Scrawny. All right. I feel better about myself now.
2: I just need a little bit of we that. Just, we just little- made
1: somebody real uncomfortable on the other end of these, uh, these, microphones. So- I,
2: I needed a little reinforcement, man. Yeah, hey, resonate recordings. Don't take that the wrong way. We're just, right. we're just having a little come on. You can cut that out if it's too provocative.
0: Boys, speaking <laughs> of, uh, of provocative. Not a,
1: not a thing we've been accused
0: of, of the many things we've been exactly. accused of speaking of provocative and the holidays boys. I want to know this from the two of you. Um, these are all Ronnie Martin kind of holiday themed questions. Number two is what item would make you go out on midnight on Black Friday if they were on sale? So, what are you leaving the house for on Black Friday at midnight if they were on sale, dude? I asked you. Asked, you, you brought up the I question, know, but I you be, didn't have an answer. I know,
2: dude. Like, okay, so I've never, <laughs> I've never been a, I've never been a Black Friday guy, like ever. It's just like I know all these people that do it, yeah. And it's always kind of baffled me. I don't have anything against it at all. Like it, it almost sounds like it could be fun. But like, dude, at like 1 a.m., I'm like, I'm not worth anything because I'm tired. Mm-hmm. So I always just think, oh, man. And then the next morning, it's going to take me like three days to recoup from this because I'm getting old now. So, um, I, dude, I don't know. I would rather just sleep in and pay the extra $25 the next morning.
0: Oh, well, that's good radio. Good topic. I was going to say, thanks for ripping the heart I'm out correct. of the question that I'm
1: you posed, you. Ronald.
2: I'd rather just wake up the next morning, pay the extra $100, $500,000. It doesn't matter. I'm on the happy run. I got. Dude, know, got I, the I can money. do that. I can do that. Yeah. So um, I don't know, man. I Maybe it would have – you know, this is what it would be. If I knew – that all the Christmas stuff that I was going to be getting ready to buy on Friday, which is when I do all my Christmas stuff, was going to be like 75% off. I mean, dude, I might I might step in. I might literally step in for that. But that would be it. There's nothing else.
0: Pipe, what about you? Oh, man. Um, I think.
1: I mean, I was going to say a blue check, but I already have one mm-hmm. of those. Um sorry. C, That's a trigger it.
0: for JC.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry, trigger warning. Um I think I think playoff tickets to the Vikings for the Vikings would be would be high on the list. Uh and I'm not going to trigger warning the anti sports people on mm-hmm. that one. Uh I've never I haven't been to a Vikings game live in like 15, 20 okay. years. And so um and the fact that they're likely to make the playoffs. If I could guarantee that they were going to make the playoffs and get tickets at Black Friday prices, that would be something that I would uh I would wait outside in in, you know,
0: subarctic temperatures for those. So I'm curious about this Pike. What was the last era of Viking team that you saw in person? And I'm assuming this was at the Metrodome, am I right? Yep. Okay. Well, I <clears throat> yeah, two consecutive seasons actually, so there was I it was
1: the it was the Randall Cunningham uh, Randy Moss Vikings yeah, in that's 98 a good iteration of the that, that was at Lambeau Field when they mm-hmm. took down the Packers that was that was a transcendent experience uh, and then I think a year or two later so it would have been I guess those would have been the Dante Culpepper also against the Packers mm-hmm. and they beat them uh, at the Metrodome so pipe
2: is it like impo- is it like hold on now help me here boys is it like some impossible dream to get Vikings tickets or something?
1: No, but playoff tickets are really expensive. So you said this was, this was like what would get you to wait outside on Black Friday. Well, Black Friday is usually like 50%, 70% discounts on things. So Dude. It's, it, I would want the 50 or 70% discount on those. Because otherwise it becomes something like it's like, well, kids, you can eat or dad <laughs> can go see a playoff game.
2: Priorities, and so, ma'am.
1: But um, so, what so about far the Magic bet- my children?
2: What about the metro? no nah, maybe. But what about the Metrodome, man? Is that does that not exist anymore? It does not exist. It's the uh,
1: it's been replaced by U.S. Bank Stadium, which is a behemoth glass and steel structure, which is really impressive, but uh, not quite the same sort of campy home field advantage.
2: Did they tear down the Metrodome, or is it still there?
1: They did. They dismantled it because they built the new stadium on the site of the Metrodome.
2: Oh, so they just built something prettier and better.
1: Yes, prettier, better, way more expensive. It's like a billion-dollar stadium.
0: Oh, dude. dude you it just got... kind of reminds me of a – Did you see where they tore down the Georgia Dome the other day? Oh, shit. Yeah, they yeah. imploded yeah, it. Yeah, that thing's like yeah, not even that, that old. That's crazy.
1: But they – I mean, they, they built the new stadium right next to it. And sure. that was right next to where the Hawks play. So there's like three stadiums right in a row there. They had to get rid of one right. of them.
0: Absolutely. Is
2: that kind of the trend now? Because they they did that where I'm at, where they build like, you know, eight stadiums all like touching each other. Like, is that is that like the thing to do? I mean, what's the deal? I think think it's I think it's usually they build a stadium. They so they 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 usually build a stadium in a
1: place where there's some sort of unusable or crummy property, like an old warehouse or some sort of industrial area. And then it's got a big footprint. So like in Seattle, when they built the baseball stadium and the football stadium, it was that it was like that. It was like this is just a big warehouse area. And then they put those up there. And one of them may have been, might have been the footprint of where the Sky Dome was too. And so, and then the other thing is there's like acres and acres of parking lots around them usually. Mm. So they're just sort of a, it's just sort of a big, there's just sort of a big footprint for them to do that. Got it. Ted, All what right. would get you up uh, on, on Black Friday to go out
0: at midnight? Um, I would get up if everybody in my family left the house and I had a quiet house that would get me out of bed. The downtime. (laughs) I I would, I would do it for the downtime. I'd be like, no, you guys go have fun. And then I would enjoy a few hours to myself. Nice. But that's, that's literally the only thing that I would get excited enough about browsing Amazon
1: and letting things come to you for free two days later.
0: Dude, that's all I ever do. i never shop in public. I I don't, I don't interact with the general public anymore and uh, I can't imagine a scenario in which I would want to. Yeah, I mean, I try. are you just are you just clicking on Amazon? What are you doing, Big T? Lay, lay, you know, give us some insight. I actually, do a lot of eBay. Um, eBay. Yeah, I do a lot of eBay. I enjoy eBay, dude. That's old school, man. That's old school. It is All old right. So I do a lot of eBay. I enjoy that. It's like shopping with a touch of competition. I do. Yeah, right. yeah. It's kind of addictive, man. I enjoy that. So I'm doing a lot of eBay. I'm doing a little Amazon. You know, I mean specialty websites here and there but uh baby what kind of stuff are you buying on ebay are you talking about personal items or like gifts both yeah both
2: oh, all right like so like christmas shopping you're
0: doing a little ebay yeah oh, all right and i'm all getting right. you know new stuff obviously but uh but, but yeah of course yeah yeah i'm doing a little christmas shopping oh man oh that's nice man yeah i don't leave the house man i don't leave the house that's, uh that's good that's great quality yeah yeah absolutely incarnation it's healthy it's really it's healthy yeah. yeah it's healthy yeah i feel like it's healthy. I'm I'm, it's working for me. I'm enjoying it. Um, Boys, we have time for one more topic. And this one is uh, this one is decidedly less, less healthy, less festive and uh, probably less fun. Um, But the third topic is, should we be waiting in fear for the minute sexual harassment allegations expose evangelicalism? And what will that look like? Um, Pipe, you are, you are the son of the most famous evangelical any of us know. So, uh, I'm going to let you weigh in on that first. So we, we're, we're in an environment now if people are new to the planet in which um, everybody in Hollywood and, and lots of people in politics are sort of going, uh, being being exposed for these sexual allegations. So is that going to hit evangelicalism and, and what will it look like? Uh, I mean, I,
1: I think it's going to keep hitting evangelicalism because this, this has already happened. Okay. It's, uh, you know, there was the whole thing with, sovereign grace a few years ago that kind of didn't get dealt with. There's always allegations at churches. Mm. You know, if you follow like the religion news service or whatever, they do a pretty good job of keeping tabs on news stories and in the religious world, there's obviously, this isn't evangelicalism, but in the church world there's been scandals for decades with Catholic priests. Um, So I I feel like that, I feel like the church started this trend. Hollywood was the late adopter on this one. Um or at least the the late the, the late one to be exposed. Sure. So yeah, I think it's absolutely a problem. I think uh, and and I think that there's there are stories yet to be broken. I think it's a u- <clears throat> a unique environment f- to try to break a story like this because religious conservatism and spiritual authority or mis- misused spiritual authority will keep people quiet much more than anything else will. Mm-hmm because people will feel, they feel guilt, they feel shame, and those things are more powerful than money and threats. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hollywood could only keep a lid on this for so long, whereas a, a conservative church can keep a lid on this stuff, I think, much more successfully, especially because everything can be so insular. You know, it's sort of <clears throat> when when somebody attacks a pastor with allegations, there are times a whole church will turn on that sure. person. And, be, and you know, so they it sort of devours itself. So yeah, I I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's happening. I think it's it's covered up more successfully, mm-hmm. intentionally or not. Um, and I think uh, I think it, I think it's going to get real ugly before it's over. But I also think it's probably a really good thing mm-hmm. for the church.
0: Big R, man of the cross.
1: That it's getting that it's getting exposed, not right, that it's yeah, happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, just of to course, be clear.
1: big R. What are you-
2: yeah, no, that's yeah. I mean that that's the only that's. I mean that that was kind of what I was thinking about when Pipe was riffing was that it's. Yeah, I think it's something that needs to happen. It has to happen, just like we're seeing in Hollywood right now. I mean there there has to be a there has to be in this moment where these things become exposed. And again, I mean for for men that have been like in this position or behind the pulpit and they've been living a double life and it's been undealt with, I mean I, I I've we would say that that's a good thing, right? It would, I mean, it's going to co- it's going to be messy, but we would say that it's better that, that level of, of like, uh, you know, sin and, you know, um, destruction be exposed rather than just continuing to perpetuate in silence. So yeah, I mean, I think it's going to, there's probably going to, there's probably some shakeups in the future that are, I don't know if they're going to shock us, but they're going to shock us. Right. And we're going to be like, okay, I didn't see that one coming, or this is a real bummer. Or like, I'm super bummed about that. You know, all the typical responses we're going to have. But it seems like it's something that's on the horizon. Pipe, I didn't really think about um, what you just said. And I'd almost like you to chat about this for a minute. About some things that maybe have been exposed, but they're far more easily covered up. Well, I just, I just think like the
1: – so for example, the – I don't, I don't want to throw – any particular group under a bus as, as like the primary example, just the ones that come readily to mind. So the stuff that happened with sovereign grace, for example, there's like, there are, there are, that was such a mess that was handled so badly. And I'm, I don't know all the details. I haven't read all the court records, uh, although they're, they have been made available, but, but essentially there were, there were minimal consequences at the, at the legal level for those allegations. And, and I mean, those are allegations of sexual, you know, sexual abuse against children that dated back decades. And that's why they couldn't be upheld as as statute of limitations, I think. Um, But, but then there's other, there's other situations like so many of the instances where pastors are taken down for having an affair. That is really close to being a sexual predator because it's, Mm -hmm. it's using a position of power to to seduce and possibly to manipulate and the difference between manipulation and you know preying on somebody is is what it's pretty marginal so i think i think there are all sorts of instances like that where there are pastors who have been uh who have who have fallen into infidelity as we like to say but who are really just sexual predators mm-hmm. that that are that are preying on those who are emotionally wounded, those who are weak, those who are, you know, then there there are those who use their position of authority and power to command certain things and put people in compromising situations. I think all of that, and for whatever reason, it just, it rarely gets called what it is. Rarely do people point the finger and say, that's being a sexual predator. That's not, not only is that, you know, sinful because it's adulterous, but it's, it's, uh, it's predatory and even, you know, and, and even legally wrong.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Pipe, you, uh, Big T, you still there? This one, take you, um, this one take you off your game? Yeah. What do you think,
0: I, man? You guys covered it, I think. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, what, what more is there to say, really? It's it's horrible. It will be horrible when the stories come out. And, yeah. I mean, no one's looking forward to it. Um, but. But yeah, probably talked about and in, in the light is well, here's a, certainly better than like secret and hidden. So um, yeah, but but no, I have no, I have nothing substantive to add. Um, kind of, kind of.
2: Well, here's a question. Maybe maybe this will get us riffing a little bit. Here's a question that came up while we were talking. Right, yeah. and big T, you answer this one first if you can. Um, is there? Does it strike you as odd? And this is I know we're getting into sensitive areas here. But does it strike you as odd that with all of the Hollywood stuff going on that there
0: really hasn't been anything that's broken from the church? Because I mean I think that's kind the of the optimist odd. in me would like to think that maybe it's not there. And you know, maybe <laughs> maybe the church is okay. living at a higher standard than Hollywood. I would I would <laughs> like to think that that could be a thing. Um, so yeah, I think with everything popping in Hollywood and and elsewhere now, um you know, if something was going to pop, this would be the time. Um, so maybe the fact that it hasn't is a good thing. Um, Mm. Mm. but I, I mean,
1: I just, I just had a conversation with a friend the other day who was, he used to work at a church and, uh, and a staff member at that church was, was, uh, let go while he was there for making lewd phone calls to a, to an assistant in the office. Mm. Um, And which is exactly the kind of behavior they're talking about publicly with guys like Charlie Rose now and and a variety of other high high power people. So – but that never makes the news. There are no charges pressed. The church handles everything in-house. So there are – my guess is there are hundreds and hundreds of cases annually of people crossing boundaries that could get them put in jail – that the church handles internally instead of handing over to the authorities. Mm. And I'm not just talking about children, because I feel like some strides in recent years have been have been made in how the church handles abuse against children. But I'm just talking about the the mistreatment of women specifically and the the way that women are targeted. So my I mean, I, I think it doesn't pop because the church. Biblical standards can be abused to protect sinners in this case. So commands like don't gossip, commands like forgive, commands, you know, all of these things that, that are good, but also can, can cover up things that ought to be dealt with legally. We don't like to invite the legal system into the governance of a church to take down somebody who needs to be taken down.
2: Yeah. But Pipe, do you think, I mean, that's interesting, but it's like, I think, so this is what I, this is, these are my thoughts. So it seems like a bigger church, that's more of an institution. It seems like they would have the power and the lawyers and all of that to maybe quiet something. And are you saying that like a smaller church, it's just, it's so, it's just so out of the the public eye that it just would never get any press anyway?
1: Well, that and like, there's the conscience aspect of it where I think about, I think about dozens of people I know who go to 200, 300 person churches. A lot of them are country churches, smaller churches. And if something like this happened at their church, nobody would say anything. It would just be sort of like the elephant in the room that nobody acknowledges because you can't cast, you don't want to sling mud at the, the church. You want to protect the name of the church. And so they they feel like they are protecting the name of Jesus by covering up or by not addressing, just trying to make these evil things go away. So if we can just if we can just dismiss them, make them go away. Um I mean, and then there's the twisted things like what's happened with Roy Moore uh, in Alabama, where there are there's a certain brand of yes. white evangelical who will defend him. Yes. And they just they just say like, oh, those silly girls are making up those claims. And things, you know, and things along those lines, which is just I mean, there's not even words for how how ridiculous and and awful that is. And so it's just like, it's this weird conglomeration. So there are good people trying to do the right thing with the wrong result. Then there are bad people doing the wrong thing with the wrong result. And all of it can sort of of keep a lid on this in the
0: church. Yeah. Well said, man. Boys, I got to (laughs) go. And on that note... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm just saying, I gotta, I gotta bounce. I got another thing, but uh, we, we truly have one. Gotta go do, some, gotta to go do some Amazon shopping. I gotta, I gotta do some, yeah, some Amazon and eBay shopping. eBay, eBay. Sorry, no, no. We've, uh, we've wandered to and fro, boys, from uh, private jets truly. to sexual assault allegations. Which really, the, those two things probably aren't far apart, if, if, if we're being honest with each other. So maybe it's best that we don't have private jets, boys. You know what I'm saying? Mm, fair enough that's my and t- and, 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 that's and I'm in the interest of
1: full fact disclosure news. we're not nearly as close to private jets as we let on listeners lest you
0: misunderstand that's true that was satire too so just yeah you know, that'll be to be that'll be after t4r we'll all be able to afford that yeah i mean after april we will be so yeah if you have if you haven't gotten your tickets for t4r uh which is live in louisville 2 that's the alternate title uh, <laughs> go to happy dot and uh and check that out you know just browse a little bit just check into what we're offering Maybe we'll offer a, flat, a Black Friday deal on those boys. Maybe we'll knock a couple of bucks off of it. I don't know. Um, that's, a, that's a question for the business meeting. But uh, we have wandered to and fro throughout the show as we are wont to do. And until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to resonaterecordings.com,
1: you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with.
2: Hey there, it's Carly Mercouillier, host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at
1: lifeaudio.com.